When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 539, Rate Your Three Dimensions of Optimism by Mary Yuksh of goodlifezen.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday, welcome to Optimal Living Daily, a podcast with a crazy vision of bringing thousands of blogs to audio for free, and sometimes even books. As for blogs, I currently read from a bunch of different personal development and minimalism blogs, like The Minimalist, Mark and Angel, Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Steve Pavlina, and more. And since it's Friday, let's keep this intro nice and short for you and start optimizing your life. Rate Your Three Dimensions of Optimism by Mary Yuksh of goodlifezen.com. When there's a small blue slice of sky on a rainy day, do you immediately think that the weather's about to clear up or do you think that it's likely that the rain will persist? Optimists think that difficult times will be short-lived whereas pessimists will tend to think that bad events will last a long time. But that's not all. There are three crucial dimensions of optimism, according to Professor Martin Seligman, permanence, pervasiveness, and personalization. In his book, Learned Optimism, Martin Seligman explains that it's all about our habitual ways of explaining good and bad events to ourselves. I'm particularly interested in his research because it ties with my experience that we tend to think in stories, and the habitual stories we tell ourselves make the difference between happiness and suffering. Permanence. Let's take a look at how optimists and pessimists respond to bad events. Pessimists believe the causes of the bad events that happen to them are permanent. Optimists believe the cause is temporary. Here are some examples of Martin Feldman's bestseller, Learned Optimism, How to Change Your Mind and Your Life. Permanent, or pessimist thinking, diets never work. The boss is a... Temporary, or optimist thinking, diets don't work when you eat out. The boss is in a bad mood. In contrast, good events are seen as temporary by pessimists and permanent by optimists. Here's how that plays out. Temporary, or a pessimist, it's my lucky day, I tried hard. Permanent, or an optimist, I'm always lucky, I'm talented. As Seligman says, quote, People who believe good events have permanent causes try even harder after they succeed. People who see temporary reasons for good events may give up when they succeed, believing success was a fluke. Permanence is about time. The second of the three aspects of optimism is about space, Pervasiveness. Consider this example. John and Hayden, both employees of an advertising agency, got fired on the same day. Both became depressed and found it difficult to apply for other jobs. But there was a significant difference. John kept his ordinary life going. He met up regularly with his friends, he was a loving partner to his girlfriend, and kept up his regular running training. Hayden, on the other hand, fell apart. He became withdrawn and stopped exercising. The relationship with his wife soured and his health suffered. The reason for the difference is this. Pessimists make universal explanations for their failures and then give up on everything. They are catastrophizers. In contrast, optimists make specific explanations for failure. 
And whilst they might feel down about that particular failure, they tend to be able to continue strongly in other areas of their life. Here are two examples of how bad fortune is interpreted differently by catastrophizers and optimists. Universal, or a pessimist. All teachers are unfair. Nobody likes me. Specific, or an optimist. Mr. Beckman is unfair. John doesn't like me. The opposite happens when good fortune befalls us. A pessimist thinks that good fortune is due to specific and not universal causes. Here are examples. Specific, or a pessimist. I'm smart at math. I enjoy helping them. Universal, or optimist. I'm smart. I care about people. The stuff of hope. You can see quite easily how the two aspects of optimism, permanence, and pervasiveness work together to create hope or despair. Finding temporary and specific causes for misfortune is the art of hope. Finding permanent and universal causes for misfortune is a practice of despair. There is a third aspect that is important in creating optimism. Personalization. When bad things happen, we either blame ourselves, internalize, or other people or circumstances, externalize. Seligman explains that people who blame themselves when they fail suffer from low self-esteem as a consequence. The flip side of externalizing blame is that it's important to take personal responsibility for our actions in order to change. Can you develop optimism? According to Seligman, we can learn to be more optimistic. That's important because research has shown that optimists have a significant advantage compared with pessimists. Optimists do better at school, at work, or on the playing field. Their health is usually better and they are happier. Evidence even suggests that they live longer. Because pessimism is a deeply ingrained habit of seeing the world, change can only come about through learning new thought habits and not through simplistic strategies such as repeating affirmations or playing happy music. I'm an optimist, at least I thought I was. Then I did Seligman's optimism test, which measures permanence, pervasiveness, and personalization. I got only five out of eight possible points. What that tells me is that I'm more pessimistic than I'm aware of, especially in regards to permanence. I wanna change that. Would you like to join me for an experiment? I suggest keeping an optimism journal for one week. In it, we can record every time we notice ourselves saying something that is pessimistic and then write a different version that is more optimistic using the three aspects with their examples from earlier. What the optimism journal will do is prepare the ground for change. In my experience, awareness of what we are doing with our mind is a crucial step on the road of change. You just listened to the post titled Rate Your Three Dimensions of Optimism by Mary Yuksh of goodlifezen.com. I haven't heard of an optimism journal before. That's an interesting experiment you can try out. I also like to include experiments, life tips, and more in my weekly newsletter. You can join that for free. And it's a great way to show me that you exist. You know, it's funny. I see how many downloads this podcast gets. It's really a good amount on the number side. It's shocking to me, actually. But the craziest thing of all this is that for the most part, I don't know who you are at all. You might've been listening every day since December of 2015. I know there are some of you and I have no clue that you even exist. That's a crazy thing. If you've been listening for that long or a month, even less than that really, I would like to know that you exist. A great way to show me that you're actually there is by getting my weekly newsletter. At least then you can reply if you want and I have an email address to show that you actually exist. You can join at oldpodcast.com or another way to prove your existence 
and that I'm not just speaking to myself, is to join the Facebook group. It's called Optimal Living Daily Podcast. You can search and request to join, or the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. Either way is perfect for me to see that you're listening. Otherwise, it can feel strange seeing the numbers. And then like 5% of that is who I actually get to contact personally. Come join the 5%. Again, oldpodcast.com for the newsletter and the shortcut link for the Facebook group is oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. I hope to see you there. But if not, that's okay. I will still wish you a happy Friday and a great start to your weekend. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.